Hello and welcome to the show. On today's show, we've got Joe, who's going to be talking how he got involved within the theatre industry. Also, he's going to let you know how it feels to be a first-time dad and having a lockdown baby. And stick around. If you're listening on Spotify, he's picked two chosen songs from Dear Evan Hansen and everybody's talking about Jamie so you can listen and enjoy. So stick around, enjoy the podcast and get following us on social media. Enjoy everyone. So on today's show we have Joe. Joe, if you could for the listeners, could you just introduce yourself? Hello listeners, my name is Joe Hodgkinson. So um, on today, it's it's quite a relaxed kind of chat on the podcast, on this show. Um, and I guess we're just going to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. We're going to just ask you a few questions and see what you've been up to. And I'm going to start off with that one. So, Joe, what have you been up to in this lockdown, in this, uh, you know, <laughs> you do a lot of involvement. You, you're involved a lot within the theatre industry yeah. in what you do. But mm-hmm. I think it'd be great for the listeners to get to know you and... Uh-huh. Find out what you've been up to. What have I been up to this lockdown? Apart from nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've, do you know what? It started off with absolutely nothing. You know, everyone was terrified at the start, weren't they? Everyone yeah. kind of, no one did anything. Everyone was like, everyone lock your doors, board your windows up. That's it. Yeah, it had that feel. Yeah, yeah it did have that feel. Yeah. And then um, I was talking to the people at the Durham Playhouse, which I'm, I'm the artistic director of, and we were kind of like, well, is there a way that we could possibly eventually put on a production with social distancing yeah. and, you know, even social distance the cast on stage, you yeah. know, and, so ma- and make the theatre completely... Work co- out... Exactly. Some kind of way. Work out a way. And the government said, yeah, you can, you know, if you make your um, venue COVID secure, by all means, at this date, you can let people in to come and watch a show. So... For a large chunk of the lockdown, that's what we were working on. And we were holding rehearsals with the socially distanced right amount of people in each rehearsal so we weren't breaking the law and all that. Yeah. Um, and we worked really hard to put the show on and then at the last minute it got cancelled. And then I went back to doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> and just now, we're starting to organise things again mm. to put the show on in August. Mm. So, you know... It's been fairly busy at times and fairly boring at others. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I, I totally. Oh and, uh, oh, and I became a dad. That's probably a very important. That is. That's a very the important news. thing. We'll touch on that maybe <laughs> in a little bit more. I, yeah, you know okay. what? I'm, I'm keen for you because you're, you're a first time dad as I'm well. A first time dad. This is your first child, uh-huh. which is a big thing. So with a lockdown baby, <laughs> how about that? And I, I suspect there's probably a lot of lockdown babies that's happened. I'm, I'm sure there is I'll, nothing else to do. Oh, I've been produced. <laughs> Within lockdown, I say produced. I'm not going to say anything else. Well, this is what Clean comes out. This is what it? comes out of boredom. Yeah, it does. And uh, you know what? I totally agree with because for me, before lockdown, you know, I've years for about six months trying to put on hairspray, mm-hmm. and it was going to be put on in workshop, uh-huh. and it got to kind of four weeks before the show and lockdown happened, and all the hard work from all the yeah. team. Trying to put on, you know, you know, mm-hmm. so much work that goes into it. It's not just the fact of turning up and learning your lines and dancing. It's all the background people as well yes, that do set, the work. Yeah, set costumes, yeah, everything. everything. So for me, I was gutted, and I suspect when you've tried to work something out, you know, with Durham Playhouse and trying to put on this production, and everyone else that's contributed to trying to 
do the show mm-hmm. and put it on to then for it to be pulled with no choice of your own. Yeah. You haven't had a choice to, to for that to make. You just had that's it. That's what you're doing. Oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, that must have been hard. Like it was hard, and, and we kind of said to everyone, "Look, we're going to put the show on. We don't know when. It might be the spring." Uh, it got to the spring, we couldn't do it, and mm. we can't do it in the spring. Um, so we've said, right, now August, and they're all still on board. Um, you know, we've had to rearrange a few parts and double cast a few parts so that we can still put the show on on the dates that we want to do because people have booked holidays and weddings and yeah. s- stuff like that. So, But it's good that we've got a committed cast that will, that are still willing to be on board and do it, and they haven't just thought, you know, well, oh, we give up on this now. Yeah, and you know what? That's that's just really good because I noticed the other day you put on um, the Durham Playhouse, and I think your own your own Facebook page. Yeah, that you that show that you was going to do that obviously had to be pulled. You you've got it back up, and you're looking yeah. to do it again. Yeah, exactly. Well, tell listeners a little bit more. When is it on, Joe? So on. it. <laughs> what is it? What is the show? What are you've been waiting a long time to put <laughs> yeah. on? We were put, we were putting on a pantomime. So this was supposed to be put on at Christmas last year. It was Mother Goose in the pantomime. Fantastic cast. Um, and yeah, we're putting it on in the summer in August. Oh, hang on. Now I'm going to have to really think of these dates because there's so many dates, and I'm kicking the yeah, I'm yeah. kicking the table and everything here, Slam, aren't I? Slamming the cup and it making a noise. It's these, <laughs> big, it's these big boots. That's what it is. Um, nice big boots. Nice big boots. Thank you very much. Um, you know what to say. Uh, well, we'll uh, we'll leave it um, there. Um, what dates are is Mother Goose? Hang on, I'm going to have to check that. Yeah, feel free. Uh, I don't even know the dates of my own. Show how bad is that? Yeah, especially when you've been waiting months and months. Right. <laughs> right. Well, long as you're checking, you gotta let them know. But the show's I'll mother goose, and um, obviously, have you rewrote the show and the characters? Is there so the show? A bit more. The show is written by a fantastic uh, local writer and comic called Danny Glover. Danny Glover, yes, and we all know. We all know I think Danny we've got Glover. The same circle. Yeah. I honestly do. <laughs> we just, but you know, that's not a bad thing. No, it's because, not a bad thing. You know, you're able to just help each other within, you know, the industry, the amateur industry as yeah. well. Um, which you no, know, to me, I always struggle with that term, like amateur theatre, mm. because I don't like the word amateur. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. You have to categorise it in a way. Mm. But I don't like the term amateur, no, um, because it doesn't mean that your performance is amateur. Because I've seen many amateur productions, mm-hmm. amateur, yeah, um, but they are probably as good as the West End, the singers, the yeah. performers. Yeah, I mean, I tend to use the word fringe or unpaid. Yes, you know, okay, I, I'm, I'm, I like that. Yeah, I'm learning something because yeah. I, I would like to try and use a different term if I could. Um, you know, I just feel... I think fr- Fringe Theatre is a good one. Yeah, Fringe Theatre. Yeah. Have you been to Edinburgh Fringe? Yeah, yeah, I performed at Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, what did you do there? I did a show um, years ago now, but probably 12 years ago. It was called The Brothers Lionheart. Right, okay. And it was an original piece, and it was part puppetry, part, um, mm. you know, us acting on stage. Yeah. Uh, lots of magic tricks. It was like a fantasy Lord of the Rings type thing. Right. But for kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's different. Yeah. So they had dragons and all sorts. And it, it was very clever because we'd be behind a sheet or a screen 
with these puppets of ourselves. Mm. You know, with our hand. I mean, I'm trying to act it out, but the <laughs> listeners yeah, can't, can't see, see me. But... <laughs> um, with, with our hand over the screen kind of a thing. And then the screen would drop and we'd take the place of the puppets. All right, clever okay. stuff like that. Yeah. It was very good. Um, very stressful, though, because you, you literally had... Because you shared your venue with other shows. Right, okay. So you'd have, like, 15 minutes to, to set up your show. Wow. Between one set of audience leaving and the next coming in. It was madness. So set's probably minimal, like... Very minimal. Yeah. Literally stuff that you can just literally unfold. Yeah, throw you up. Know, you know, like book yeah. flats and things. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, it was... I really enjoyed it. The nightlife was excellent because every, yeah. everyone's there, you see, from yeah, the industry. You all have that feel, don't you? You're all there to do the same thing. Exactly. And uh, we know with if you're involved in theatre in any way, not just as a performer, because I know most people do think as uh, theatre, they just think performing, and there's a lot of people in the background, and I always like to credit them people. Yeah. The background, they actually make it work. Um, but, yeah, it's just that, it's just that, good feel vibe and you can't i don't know about you but i can't explain it i can't explain what it feels like to be a part of that and the people around you know in that in it, environment I, I think it feels like a family it's like a family yeah i would say in some way and uh, yeah it's just an odd one to explain but it's such a good feeling isn't it, it is what's, but i would say probably family is quite a close term to you i think so because i mean you're seeing them Repeatedly every week at yeah. the same time. You probably know more than your family a lot of times. I think so. Mm. I think so too. I mean, I certainly see my work colleagues, or I did see my work colleagues and things a lot more than I did my family. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so, um, right. I, you know, I, I, it's, interest, it's interesting to just hear your story, Joe, because you've had a different, through this lockdown and the performance and your experience, you know, you've had a different experience and and than me you know i i would say like i don't know if you listened to the podcast before i did a podcast that was recorded about me and the podcast and i just talked about my experience and my involvement within theater and a lot of my involvement and, and experiences um, and training is through theater within the community so a lot of my stuff is doing projects and doing productions and shows and and using theater as a tool to help um, disadvantaged young people and adults and alcohol, drug misuse. So it's a lot different, uh, you know, like theatre therapy, um, as well as as a hobby. I love to perform when I can. It's, it's the best thing, though, isn't it? It's the yeah. best. Kind, I think it's the best kind of therapy, theatre. Yeah. Oh, Ex- expressing yourself. And you know, I touched by I touched on um, that. You don't. You have so many diverse people within theatre as well. And, and and that's what's great, like you can come together and it does feel like a family. And I don't know, I don't know, what's your, what's your thoughts on, on it? I, I like to touch on subjects like this because I think it's in, intriguing for people like us that have been involved, I would say, all our life. Yeah. Book. You know, I, I, I've always loved to do it, you know. Yeah, me too. I, could you just, I would love you to just tell your story of how you got into it. How I got into uh, performing, or any? From, how from did the, you start from, from the, the very be- beginning? From the very beginning, <laughs> I know we. Uh, it's, this podcast is probably. Like, about. I was going to say, how long you got? <laughs> well, <laughs> in in a bite hell? size. Yeah. Uh, okay. Can, you know, I think it'd be lovely to for them to know in a, how in, you in a got nutshell. Involved. In a nutshell. Okay. Yeah. So basically, when I was a kid, um, I was always dressing up. Yep. 
Like, oh, like, and if there wasn't anything to dress up in, I'd find something. Even if it was the bloody living room curtains. Right. Okay. right. And I was always dressing up and wanting to put on shows for the yeah. family. And I would make them sit and I would make them watch me. And if they did not watch me, I threw a diva fit. <laughs> and anyway, this is when I was about four or five years old. Yes. And then one Christmas, my dad made me this wooden uh, stage with a, with a cross arch around it and it had the velvet curtains and, uh, at one end of the living room, right? Right. Which was probably a very bad decision <laughs> to make because that made the situation even worse. So I was constantly, I was using this stage all the time and, you know, he even did some little, made me some little lights and it was, yeah, it was lovely. Mm. You know, it was great. It was the best Christmas present ever. Um, but I think eventually my parents kind of thought, you know what, we, we need to move this out of the living room now. Um, and so they, <laughs> they enrolled me in drama classes. Okay. With, right. So this is where I bring other, other local groups. kind of local um, legends and, and right. groups in, into the mix now. Go for it. So that's when they enrolled me in Cats with Simon Carr. Yes. Yes. In, in Tickhill in Doncaster. Okay. So I went there. Uh, and absolutely adored it. I was around all these other kids that w- were interested in the same thing. I loved it. Um, and then I started getting like main roles and things, really got into it. And I was there for a number of years, probably until about the age of um, 11, 12, I'd right. say. And at the same time, I, I was joining other companies in Doncaster for shows. Mm. So I'd, I'd join... Um, Doncaster Amateur Operatic Society, what they were called at the time, they're now DSP. Yeah, uh, they were doing Scrooge, and I played Tiny Tim in that, <laughs> and then and I joined um, Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah, yeah. And now this is at the end uh, of my time in Doncaster. So right. I joined at the age of eleven or twelve. I joined Phoenix to play the Artful Dodger in Oliver. Right. Okay. Right. And a uh, great part, and I was really looking forward to it. And I was like, wow, because it was the first time I'd really performed with such a strong group of adults, you know. And I mm. remember them singing the songs that I knew so well from being a kid, but they sounded like amazing and live. And I was like, yeah, really excited for this show. Uh, and then um, I got accepted into the Sylvia Young Theatre School ah, okay. in London. And so I had to leave the show, and I was gutted. Absolutely gutted. And what age were you then? Twelve. Twelve. Oh, so twelve. That's when you went to London. I went to London at twelve. I moved away from my home and my family in Doncaster. Yeah. I went to a boarding house in London. Wow. And studied academic (laughs) subjects three days of the week. And then for two days of the week, it was constant singing, dancing, acting, um, music lessons, like everything. It was great with, with some of the best teachers in the country and I was in my absolute element and I loved it. Um, and I was there with people like Rita Ora. She was in my class. Was she? She was in my class, yeah. No way, I didn't know that, Joe. Yeah, yeah. So, and there's quite a few people that have gone on to do things um, that were in my year group yeah. at college. So I loved that. Um, from there... I went on to Italia Conti, Academy of Theatre Arts. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. For, for college. Um, and that was in the year 2007. Okay. 
um, loved it there, did shows at the new Wimbledon Theatre in London, um, danced for the Brit Awards wow. through, through yeah, there. Through them, yeah. Um, I appeared on the Royal Variety Show in, in a choir. Through the through, through the college yeah, through the college yeah um so that was just perfect for me gained so much experience there and had a hell of a party outside of the college life living <laughs> in London was just incredible yeah I loved it so much I stayed there for another five or six years after I graduated right okay auditioning for things getting the odd little job the odd little commercial and voiceover and yeah stuff like that but living in London became well it was draining me of money. And um, it became a little bit soul destroying, getting getting turned away time and time for, yeah. for for jobs that you really really want that you think you'd be really really good for. Yeah, you know you've got to be a tough cookie. But anyway, um, eventually, I got a job working in Portugal um, as a events host for a Thompson Gold Hotel. So I did six months there. Um. And I moved to several different countries doing that same job over mm. a period of about three years. Mm. Um, and then came back to Doncaster, got involved with the companies that I was originally involved with as a child. Kind of thought, you know what, I'll, I'll give something back. So I'd go back and teach for Simon Carr and, and what have you at Cats. Yeah. Um, and then... Um, Phoenix Theatre Company contacted me and said, would you be interested in helping choreograph Guys and Dolls? And so that's where my journey with Phoenix began again. Right, okay. And then that kind of leads us up to where we are now, I guess. Yeah, and that's why, if it, you know, you mentioned it already, so I was going to say, what made you come, come back to Doncaster? Well, you know, this area anyway. Money, basically. Yeah. Or a lack of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Living in London is, is it's a hard thing. Expensive. It's very expensive. And it's and it's a very I mean, I love the lifestyle. It's a very fast lifestyle. Mm. But you've got to be in the in the zone, I think. Otherwise you know, if if you miss something Yeah and it's, uh, it's gone for good. Uh, you know, for for me I've never I've never done I've been involved in theatre regards of trying to push myself into being the professional side of things in performing mm. because I know it. I know from all my friends and people that mention it to me it is an hard. It's an hard gig. Oh God, yeah. You know, it's it's like yourself. You know, you do gigs yourself, and yeah. even that's hard sometimes to try and get get gigs. You know, get, oh, it, get well, performances. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, that's probably just a little bit life as a performer. You've got to have that hard shell about you a little bit when you feel rejections in auditions or you know thinking that you're not going to get a an event or mm -hmm. performance That's this it. month and you've got to work out things and I, I guess in a way you can either crumble at it or you can motivate yourself and push yourself and, and keep going and, and keep that passion alive within yourself you've got to I mean the thing is in London as much as all the theatres are there mm. like and all the shows are there and all the opportunities are there. They are all professional paid opportunities. And there's not many of them available um, when you put it against the amount of people that want those jobs. Yeah. 
And personally, I just love to perform, whether it's paid, whether it's an unpaid yeah. or fringe production. No matter what it is. I just want to be performing. I, I, I'm not really that fussed yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of people do it, and the, unless they're paid, they're not interested. Yeah, strictly, and, and their that, livelihood. And yeah. that's fine. Mm. And I class it as my livelihood too, but I'd rather be doing lots of unpaid productions than not performing at all. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, of course. And, uh, which which is why it works so well for me to be able to come back and there's all sorts of avenues that I can take here that, and opportunities for me to perform and be creative. And, you know, the Durham Playhouse does that for me. Yeah, and that, you know what, that's, it's, it's good to hear. And I think, what, and this is why I, wa- I wanted to do this podcast. And I think it's important for people to listen to other people's stories because you just never know someone out there, even just one person to me, they could relate to that. Yeah. And I think it's just important to people to listen to your story and how how you've come about um, and gained your experience and knowledge and how you got into it. And, you know, it's lovely to hear, Joe. It's oh, lovely. Th- no, Honestly, thank you very much. Is, uh, genuinely. And, you know, I, I've known you for a while. Actually, I don't think you you won't remember this, but <laughs> I actually met you at Cats. I came down one time. Yeah, I came down one time. Yeah, you won't remember this. You were only there for, I think, like half an hour. I went down with um, Becky... Becky Winterman. Yeah, Winterman, Uh um, Susanna and Tommy. Uh And I just came down. I can't remember. I think you were were just choreographing. uh, I think you were just there, just choreographed quickly somewhere, and then you had to shoot off. Yeah. They obviously mentioned who you was. So we never spoke, but... I do still remember that how we met that I th- day. I think I do briefly remember that, you know, I do. Um, because then I met you again at the after party of Phoenix's Sweet Charity. Yes. and that, that uh, Ian Coley's house. Yes, yes, yeah. I remember now. Cause, yeah. um, we all got up, very You know drunk. what, we're bringing up some names here and if they're listening to this, they're going to be like, no, don't, don't start talking about Don't bring anything up. Don't oh, I won't, I'm not going to say anything bad. <laughs> you know, the after parties, especially with most people. Um, but, yeah, it's just, uh, that's, I just thought I'd just mention it. I didn't know if you yeah. remembered or, yeah, or no. knew. Um, and I think it was the venue. Now you've said, like, now you've said it, yeah. I remember, but I wouldn't, I would not have put that as my first time meeting you. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you would have, like you've just said, Sweet yeah. Charity. Yeah. Um, and Sweet Charity, it was my second kind of big amateur production with Phoenix anyway. Uh-huh. With Phoenix. My first ever one was Anything Goes. I loved that. You know, I, and to, I, yeah. I remember Tommy bringing up Tommy again. You know, me and Tommy were just in the chorus and we had many different parts. I think he was a, a, an Italian in there as well. His, yeah. His accent yeah. was just so funny. Um, Can I just say, I love that man. Tommy. Tommy Roberts. He's amazing, isn't he? He is one yeah. of the most lovely, talented, wonderful guys out there. He's got a good heart. and He, he, he has. And, I, and for me, I think the circle of people is so important. Yeah. And that's why it's fantastic. You know, we, we mentioned earlier, we mentioned Danny Glover and did some name drops. And, you know, it seems like we come late because we know him. And, and, and that's a good thing because your circle is important mm-hmm. in... Yeah. You know, them good people, you know, they've got a good art like Danigal is fantastic and like you mentioned Tommy. Oh yeah, I mean I mean Dan Danny's one of my best mates. The the, the partnership that we've kind of developed through working yeah. together on productions and as a as a creative team 
has been brilliant. Yeah, would you say your partnership's better than your actual partnership? Because <laughs> 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 like me and Colin, <laughs> we, we, you know, we're involved in uh, a lot of different businesses that we yeah, do, and, yeah. you know, our partnership is is really close and tight. And we'll, I, like yeah. you would say, I would say it's like a family. Yeah, um, it is, it is. I'm not saying is your, is your, is your wife-to-be or anything like that, <laughs> Joe. Um, I'm just saying that sometimes it can be that close, can't it? <laughs> it can. A bond that you can't describe, you just know you're there. Yes, and do you know what? Sometimes I have to be very careful that work doesn't take over from, from family yes, you life. Do, yeah. you, you've got to, I think you've got to find a nice I'm with mix. you there. You've got to have a good balance. Yeah, and, and I find that very hard because I'm so passionate about what my work. It, it well, your work is your passion, that. yes, as well, and yeah, it it, it is hard, isn't it? You know, it's, e- it's easier. It's easier now that there's a child, a child, because well, mainly because I have no choice. Yes, yeah, you know, um, but you know, which is not a complaint at all. I'm, I love it. I think I'm very blessed. Yeah, um, but you know, it's just it's a big change. Yeah, and I guess you know, let's let's touch on that before we can uh, maybe suggest you. You know, suggesting a few songs off the top of your head. I know you're not thought about it or oh, picked any. I'll um, try and think outside but the Have box. a little think uh, behind <laughs> at back of your brain yeah, where you're going to... Okay. And, you know, I think it's lovely. I've not got a child myself, but I've been there for, like, Colin and other people who've yeah. got kids and, you know, they're like my own kids in a way. I'm like the uncle. Um, but I'm not a first-time dad, and you are, and mm-hmm. I think it would be just nice to hear your experience on that. I would love to hear anyway, even if the listener's not bothered. I definitely would love to hear about my experience without getting too personal. Yeah, um, you can say anything on yeah. podcast you want. You don't <laughs> have to get deep into stuff. Well, it was very un- unexpected. Let's right, put it, okay. but let's put it that way. I mean, my my partner knew she was pregnant. It wasn't. It wasn't as though it was like yeah, shock nine months. It wasn't as like we woke up and there was a baby in the bed. Yes. Yeah. But basically, she 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 came earlier than what was planned, and so my life, kind of in the last four months, mm, it's changed. It's just it's just like that. Yeah. I can't, can you hear the click of my fingers through there? <laughs> yes, we, we got Just it. Like if that. not, I'll put a sound effect. On. Yeah, put a nice sound effect. Um, but and I haven't slept, I don't think, properly in about four months, as you can probably see from the big bags under my eyes. No, I can't see no bags. Oh, you can't? I'm all right then. <laughs> you look, yeah. Oh, the, the facial cream's working wonders. <laughs> um, but I'm loving it. Yeah. I am absolutely loving it. Um, and it's nice to get a sort of routine going, I guess, mm. with uh, as much as we can. And it's yeah. and uh, as weird as it seems, it's it, it's something to do, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's something to work towards, you yeah, know. And look forward to watch it, watching this baby develop and grow, and and seeing that she's developing your features and your eyes. And one day she might look like you, the next she might look like your partner, and it's like. Yeah. It's it's an amazing thing. It really is. The, the I kind of in a way, the wonder of what she will become and how she's gonna. Grow well, she ain't got much choice, really, is <laughs> she? Yeah. Well, before we finish this <laughs> podcast, Joe, and I, you know, I'd just like to thank you for for coming on today. And no, it's pleasure. I hope you've really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed just catching up with you. Yeah, it's been. It's good. been a long time since we've even spoke to each other. Even just said hello, <laughs> passing by. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know, no, that's right. Um, 
but you know it's just great to hear your story and i hope the listeners have enjoyed this podcast today but before we do go um I'm going to just ask you one last question. Would you like your daughter to become a performer, Joe? Of course I would. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a silly question. Like I shouldn't I have probably yeah. asked it, but I wanted to. Like I said, I she hasn't got much choice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, brill. Well, um, I'm already doing the Lion King thing with her, you know? <laughs> no, that's amazing. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even know words. That's just what I say. Do you know words? No, it's just a load of noises, isn't no. it? Maybe I'll stick it on well, one time for podcast. Well, my, my, <laughs> my partner is from Kenya, right? Oh, okay. And she says that the use of the word Hakuna Matata yeah. since Disney yeah. put that word in The Lion King yeah. is totally wrong. It's wrong. It doesn't mean no worries for the rest of your days. Right. Okay. Well, do you know what it does mean? Or can you not say it on air? I'm not allowed to say it on air. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> wow. It has changed Disney. You might want to look at your song. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no, but honestly, thank you, Joe, for coming on the podcast today. I I appreciate you coming on and talking about your story, your life, and your experiences within the theatre. And you know, I appreciate the support as well because it helps me to post something for everyone else to have a little listen, and you know, something new. And I just want everyone to hear it. Oh, thank you very much. No, no Joe, thank, thank you. you very much. Thank and you. This is Joe, everyone. Thank you for listening today. And it's a goodbye from me and a goodbye from Joe. Enjoy, everyone. Goodbye. Do you love theatre or know someone that loves theatre? Then why not take part in Centre Stage Theatre Camp, a theatre camp for young people aged 8 to 16 years old. You'll take part in theatre workshops, adventure activities such as zip wiring, and also, why not push yourself and perform on a professional stage? Interested? Then why not visit centrestagefeatercamp.co.uk or follow them on social media. Madness.